Finding addiction treatment can be overwhelming and confusing, but now treatmentatlas.org is now available in Massachusetts, New York, Delaware, West Virginia, North Carolina, and Louisiana to help you or your loved one. Treatmentatlas.org is a first-ever nonprofit site that will help you find quality care that meets your specific needs. You can take an assessment to understand the type of care you or your loved one may need and then search for addiction treatment options with factors that are important to you. At Shatterproof, our goal is to help you find quality care that meets your needs and leads to better health and long-term recovery. Get help today by visiting treatmentatlas.org. My name is Anthony Cabazzoli, and this is the Dismantled Life Podcast, where we share stories of hope, love, and strength from the darkness of addiction into the sunlight of sobriety. These are stories from people just like us who have lived through the pain and made it. I was raising my family and in a small town in Connecticut, and my older son, Brian, as a teenager, became addicted to drugs and struggled for eight years. And went to eight different treatment programs, tried really, really hard as best as he could. But tragically, uh, we lost him. Um, we lost him um, on October 20th, 2011. But Anthony, equally, equally tragic, it wasn't just addiction that took my son's life. You know, the, the history on his computer shows that he woke up one morning, researched suicide notes, and took his own life alone. And he wrote about the shame and the stigma of feeling like an outcast, which those with this disease most often feel and just doesn't get any more tragic. And then, and in the months that followed, I really struggled to make sense of what had happened. You know, how had I failed as a father? How, how can I have let this happen? But I also began to focus on what could be done to help others, to spare other families of the tragedy that we had gone through. So I owned my own business. I had, the, I had the ability to take some time off of my work, which I did. And I spent the first few months of 2012 traveling the country, meeting with the best researchers in prevention and treatment, policymakers, meeting with the federal agencies down in DC, and really digging into those two questions. How had I failed as a father and what could be done to help others? And after three months, there was one thing that really stuck out at me that frankly destroyed me all over again. And that's when I learned that our federal government had given grants of tens of billions of dollars to researchers all across the country in the decades prior to my son dying. And those researchers had successfully used that funding smartly and created this wonderful body of knowledge. Knowledge that if implemented, had proven without any doubt through randomly controlled trials to be able to significantly reduce the number of our loved ones who ever become addicted. And for those who, for those who were addicted, protocols that could be used in treatment, which had proven again, without any doubt through randomly controlled trials to improve their outcomes in treatment. Outcomes on the same level at the same success rate as someone with diabetes or heart disease or asthma. Yet, and here's the big yet, if this information was used, 
And I learned that all of this information was sitting in peer-reviewed medical journals and hardly any of it was being implemented. As a father, it just destroyed me. Yeah. Learning about information that it could have saved my son's life, either preventatively or through treatment, and millions of others, not just my son. Right. All we had to do was implement it. I can't look anybody in the eye and say we can end addiction tomorrow. But I can look every person in the eye and say that we can cut it in half tomorrow. The number of deaths, the quality of life, the healthcare costs. We can improve all this by half by simply implementing what we already know. And we'll worry about the other half later. Locking Locking and tackling basic business 101 implementation. And seeing all this, it answered my questions. Why had I failed as a father? I didn't know. I didn't know the information. It wasn't out there. What could be done to spare others? Implement it. So knowing that I decided to leave my business, which I did, a year and a half building a business plan and I've dedicated the rest of my life to this cause to create an organization that will transform the system in this country where when research is proven to work it's implemented and that we launched Shatterproof in the fall of 2013 but that's that's our mission it's an amazing mission and the website and the content and the information that's available comes both not only from the medical side and the journals and the study and the research, but it comes from real life examples, your stories on there and many others about, you know, how they used the data, the content and the strategy that you've provided in uh, easy to use network uh, in accessibility. And like you said, it's, it's impactful and I'm proud to have you on the show and I'm, and I'm sorry that being on the show is, is bringing back up to the surface some, some painful feelings. And I, I'm sorry for that, but I, I'm honored to have you here. And I know that there's another component of what you offer, which I think is extremely interesting with the ability to, with Treatment Atlas, to rate or find treatment centers that have passed the test in short of being a well producing treatment center, for lack of a better way to put that. First of all, I appreciate what you're saying about bringing up my loss, but I can also tell you as much as I miss my son every day, I also feel so blessed because I've had the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people all across our country. You know, hundreds of thousands have now joined our cause within Shatterproof and we're really making a difference now. And three pillars of work. One is transforming the treatment system in the United States which relates to Atlas, and we'll get into that. Two is ending the stigma associated with this disease that my son felt, and most people with this disease feel, feeling ashamed simply because they have a disease. And number three, getting the information out related to treatment, related to stigma, related to prevention also, into highly curated, easy to, easy to consume information for families information that I didn't have as a father. So that's our three pillars of work. Transforming addiction treatment, ending the stigma, information empowerment to families. Related to Atlas, we have a five-point plan to transform the treatment system in the United States. Number one, one national standard of care. Believe it or not, unbelievably, it didn't exist. 
that we worked with the leading researchers in this country in the summer of 2017. And we published after meeting with, with leaders in behavioral health and finalizing one national standard of care for the addiction, for the treatment of addiction, our national principles of care, step one. Step two, a quality measurement system. It's not about rating providers. It's more about gathering quality information on every provider in the country and getting this out information out transparently to families so they can make a decision based on quality metrics, which treatment program fits my needs and which one's not following evidence-based practices and which ones are, which will shift demand to the higher quality care and help families immediately. Number two, getting it out to states because they're also payers of addiction treatment through block grants. So they can, they can use it to make decisions on who they're going to contract with for block grants, who they're going to license, getting it out to commercial payers, health, health insurers, so they can use this information to decide which treatment programs are following evidence-based practices, which ones aren't, when they make decisions of who is then in their networks and who isn't, and who is in their upper tier networks that gets incentive payments. Um, also get, getting it out to, to providers so they can learn from each other. What areas as, as I as a treatment program aren't doing as well as my others in my field so I can learn from that. So that's the quality measurement system. That's number two. So number one was one national standard of care. Two is a quality measurement system, ATLAS. Number three, which we'll come back to. Number three, site of care. Unbelievably, everyone I talk to, 100% of families who call me, or call anybody. Here's two or three treatment programs. What do you think of these? I did the same thing as a father. No one thinks about what's the right site of care. Do I need residential or I need outpatient? Everyone defaults to residential, 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 which in many cases is appropriate, but in many cases it's not. No one thinks that way. I didn't. I spoke to a father last night. He didn't. I spoke to a father last Sunday. He didn't. Everyone thinks rehab, rehab, 28 days. So let's get, let's assess the person quickly, efficiently with a consumer assessment where they can assess themselves just down one of two paths, not tightly titrated to 10 levels of care, one of two, outpatient or residential. And then once they're there, get the full clinical assessment to fine tune it. So that's number three. Number four, Payment models, contrary to popular, popular belief, most treatment providers are really good people who want to do the good thing, the right things. Yes, there's some predatory practices, but there's bad stuff going on in every industry in this nation and on the planet. Right. Most providers are really good people, but they're not paid in a way that facilitates or incentivizes quality care. Sometimes they're paid too much to do the wrong things and too little to do the right things, just by old outdated systems. Let's transform the reimbursement model to, to incentivize quality care. And then lastly, number five, let's get this into medical schools and nursing schools. Not, not specialty care, the full breadth, but if anybody listening to this podcast has an issue with their heart tonight, they can go to their primary care doctor and the primary care doctor will know enough from medical school to triage them. A, you don't really have a problem. Here's some, here, you have some anxiety, go fill out a prescription. Or B, you may have a serious problem. Here's two specialists, go see them and see what they say. 
Or number three, you're having a heart attack right now. I'm calling an ambulance. They know enough to do that. They're not the specialist, but they can triage somebody to a specialist if they need it. Most primary care doctors don't know anything about addiction. Right. And that's a disaster. So we got to get to that's number five. So that's the five point plan. Atlas, which you referred to, relates to two of those. It's quality measurement. So you can compare provider to provider and see which ones are offering the quality components most needed for you or your patient or your family member. And two, a 13 question simple assessment built by the American Society of Addiction Medicine and a health technology company that just titrates you, segments you right away into do you need residential or you need an outpatient? And then once there, get the full clinical assessment. This doesn't take the place of it. This was built by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, which is the gold standard in the full assessment. So that's Atlas, those two components put together, all based on our principles of care, our national standard of care. We're now in six states. Um, we launched in July um, in New York, Massachusetts, North Carolina, Louisiana, West Virginia, and Delaware. And we're now going to be expanding into new states, Pennsylvania, and a few others to be announced soon. So we're going to be expanding into new states. A lot of interest in the new states now that it's up and running since July and they can see it. They love it. Frankly, it's almost, I'm short of manpower for the conversations we're having of the interest because there is no other resource like this. It doesn't exist. Well, I love the fact that you used the research and what already existed to optimize, refine, and, and make this more accessible. The beauty of this is the simplicity in its approach and the effectiveness in its depth and reach. Uh, those components of this make it amazing. And, I, and the other part too that we didn't talk about, which maybe we can end with, is I think on your Shatterproof site, and for the listeners, it's shatterproof.org. I will have all of the notes and contact information in um, the show notes for this episode. But what I love about shatterproof.org uh, as well as Treatment Atlas is, uh, it, but primarily on the Shatterproof site is you have stories of success in real life feedback from people that you have helped, from people that you have saved. And I think that that awareness and that openness starts to break down that wall of shame. I'm an addict myself. I was an alcoholic and addicted to drugs. And part of the struggle with taking that first step to get to get help and get clean and stay sober is you, you kind of feel like you're blocked into the bad choices that you've made and you've identified with that so much that there's no way out. And I think that what you're doing provides openness in sunlight to creep in. And that that is the magic along with the foundation of what you've built, which is incredibly impressive. Well, and we're just beginning. It's only been a few years. It's growing exponentially each, each year. Our donors, our supporters, our work, the talent we're now bringing in to expand this, the number of states we're bringing Atlas into. The state of Pennsylvania is now running our stigma initiative across the state over a period of, of a year. And one thing I'll just amend you slightly, Anthony, if it's okay. Please. You're not an addict. You are Anthony. That's who you are. You're, you are. Are, you have a substance use disorder or you're addicted to alcohol or you're addicted to drugs or you have diabetes or you have asthma, but you're Anthony. And research shows how you say that will change the way that people think about you. They'll think of you as Anthony who may need healthcare if you have an illness. If you, you're Anthony and you're addicted to drugs, fine. And you have diabetes, fine. You have asthma, fine. It's okay. It's an illness. It's a treatable illness. 
um, we don't want to define you as an addict because research shows that will create stigma. So I'm just learning this. You know, I learned all this last year. I studied all, I spent a year studying all the research last year, working with one of the largest consulting companies in the world. And we studied 11 social movements, what worked and what didn't work. How did our country change its views on HIV AIDS? What things worked, what didn't? How do we change our views on marriage equality? You couldn't even join the Boy Scouts 20 years, of, year, years ago if you were gay. And now you can be named the cabinet member for uh, secretary for transportation. Well, what things worked, what things didn't work? We, social, we studied it all. And one of them is language. And again, this is a, we have a section on our website related to stigma. I encourage anybody who's listening to this who wants to learn more, please go there and learn. I'll also close and say, we are changing the system in the sense that we're not just helping people today, we're changing a system that will help people for centuries to come. But I'll also acknowledge to you that as much as I know that will save hundreds of thousands of lives, what we're doing right now, there is nothing better when I meet someone whose life we have saved. One person, one person. It's as good as it gets. So It really is. And I, I am so grateful for you coming on and sharing uh, your passion and your love and all of your emotion about all the great things that you're doing. I am terribly sorry for your loss. And I am looking forward to doing everything and anything I can to help and support the cause, not just with words in the podcast, but actions and things that I can do locally to help break down the stigmas and help people take the first right steps. So I am a soldier in your army for sure. I really appreciate the opportunity today. Thank you. We are partners. Thank you. Thank you.